gorgeous out. Let's pop some docks. This is the Updark Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Meaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Boom. Welcome back to another episode of the Up Duck Podcast. That was for you, Jeff. Uh, we have a guest on tonight, so we're going to whip through intros and get right into it. Uh, my name is Tyler Beaton. I'm one of your hosts. I am joined by the rooster assassin and mud motor maestro, Jeff Ludicky, and the Mississippi River boat gambler himself, Matt Jeske. What's up, fellas? Doing good. 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 It's been a few episodes since we did intro. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. it has. Yeah, you threw me off the last couple times, but I think I killed the intro last time, though. You did. That was a, that was a solid impression. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That was good. That was good. All right. Let's get to the part of the show where we ask Jeff, what are you drinking tonight? I got the old Coors Light Mountains Blue tonight, boys. The oh, uh, the beer fridge is hurting currently. I don't have a whole lot of variety in there, so I had to go with the old trusty Coors Light, which there's usually a few of those in there. So why not? Yeah. Why not? Nothing wrong with nothing wrong with Coors Light. Mm-hmm. So as per usual here after episode one, um, drinking water, just standard. So it'll be from here on out, most likely, until we go to Iowa. Then maybe we'll change things up. We record an episode down there. Matt, did you are you living on the edge tonight? Or are we uh I'm with you. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. All right. No ciders or shandies tonight, huh? Uh, no, I actually did pick up some ciders. I traveled for work last, last week and, uh, there's some favorite ciders that you can only get towards the Des Moines area. So I stocked up a little bit. I went to a golf outing last weekend and I got like last pick of all these random prizes from the table. And there was a, uh, angry orchard stocking hat that I picked up and I thought of you right away. I was like, oh, maybe I got to give this to Jeske because he's the, uh, he's the cider man. You might like to rep that thing. There you go. <laughs> That's great. You should. Uh, I'll bring it to should... Iowa for you. Yeah. Oh. You should definitely do that. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get let's get this thing back on track. Let's bring in our guest. So tonight we have Stephen Finley. He is our guest. I'll let him intro himself. Talk about all the things he does, including uh, Duck Band Coffee. There's two of the three of us that are huge coffee fans and coffee i will i'll say we're coffee snobs here um and so one we want to talk about yes and one weirdo who <laughs> shall not be named here um <laughs> uh, so steven welcome into the updock podcast how you doing tonight thank you i'm awesome super glad Great. to be here thank you we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule we sure. know we are we know you're busy uh what are you drinking tonight uh, I wish I could say it's duck band coffee, but it's a little late for that. I got to go to sleep at some point. So, uh, I'm drinking some, uh, some Dewey light or diet Mountain Dew. Okay. All right. You guys, you guys brew decaf, right? We got decaf. We definitely do decaf, but I'm already, I already feel like I'm kind of sweaty right now. Like I feel like I'm glistening in the camera. So, uh, you know, I'm just, just be honest here. I'm just getting ready for, uh, for duck season. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's, that's who's, fair. who's the weirdo that doesn't drink coffee so I can judge them? Oh, that's me. Okay. Yep. I figured as much. Be- yep. 
Well, because Jeff would have referred to himself as a weirdo. So. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he also Eric lives said, in, he also Eric lives said in Iowa. Snobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Iowa. I've heard of it. Yeah, the Tyler and me, we are definitely coffee connoisseurs, that's for sure. Tyler probably drinks a little bit more coffee than I do, but I drink it black, and you've got to have good coffee if you're going to drink black coffee. I would tend to agree with that. That was part of what this whole thing was born out of. Uh, my my business partner, and we can get it into it in a bit, but a business partner, um, we go hunting a lot, and he can never find any good coffee. And I was like you know, we should make our own. He and his wife own a coffee shop. So I was like, you know, we should make our own. He's like, okay. So okay. Well, we are. I'm trying okay. to take the bull by the horns here. I like it. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay. I love, love that. I want to know more. But first, we got to know just who you are. Where where are you located? What do you what do you do full-time? Are you doing coffee full-time? You doing something else? Give us some, give us sure. some backstory here. So I'm originally a Texas native. I moved, but I live in Alabama right now. Moved to Alabama when I was 14. And uh, I, I'm married and I have two little girls and a little boy on the way. Be here in February. So hopefully his date, his birth, his, his date of birth holds. That way I can get through duck season. But not that I'm not excited to have a baby. Uh, you know, also feels like a laugh to off. I'm being honest. So, uh, <laughs> calm before the storm, I guess. Uh, <laughs> So that's uh, that's a little about me. I'm a full-time videographer. Um, I own a, a video marketing agency uh, where we do we build video strategy for brands. I work with a lot of brands in the outdoor industry, uh, hospitality, and real estate. Uh, so that's what I do. And uh, just recently got into this coffee venture, so we're going to kind of see where that takes us. So it's been really cool to hear people excited about it. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Did um so like like if we name drop some big brands in like the duck hunting space, you would probably be like, yep, do work for them. Uh, have done work for a lot of them. Uh, yeah. So if you name drop some, I might have done some work for them at some point. Okay, that's awesome. That's are great. You, are you a name drop? No, no. I'm just. I won't. I won't. I'm just. Yeah. I'll, I'll just. I'll, I, I won't. Kidding. I won't. He wants the fan. He wants the fanboy out a little bit. Is what he wants to do. No, I'll tell you about a really cool opportunity I just had. So a guy named Ben Potter is like my hero. Um, If you guys follow Hunt Forty One at all, I just got to work with him on the Idaho episode. So that's a Sitka Yeti deal. Um, And now my camera is acting weird. Um, So we can figure that out. Um, I just got to work with him on that, and uh, that was a really, really cool experience. So, That's awesome. Oh, hold on one second. Yep, yep, no problem. Yeah, I, I love that series, actually. It's been a while since I've watched any of the new ones, but... That's what I was going to ask. I recommend ask. it if you haven't watched it. Okay, so you're recommending that I... That... Spend some YouTube time? Yes. 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 You're recommending that... it. I go duck hunting and instead of watching Netflix while I'm waiting for legal shooting hours, I watch Hunt 41. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So so there was uh it was, it was shot and maybe I, I don't know didn't care, but it was shot in two different trips. I worked on the second half of it. So 
kind of picks up around the 13 minute mark where we're hunting a snake river mm-hmm. with a couple of guys. And then um, we go to this other little spot where they make the, they're laying in layout blinds and they make the, they basically take all this like mossy type stuff and cover it up. So it basically looks like hut rat, uh, what do you call them? Uh, mus- like little muskrat dams or whatever. We don't have muskrats down here. So I don't really know what they look like. That's what Tyler said. Um, and they're from, they're from Utah, but um, it was like these little mounds and they're hiding. And I was like, one of these ducks going to be here. And well, you guys have to watch the episode to see if they showed up. <laughs> nice. That was that for a cliffhanger? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> you know, what? let's just feel this. Let's just watch it. Let's go. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Let's just watch All right, it. I'll talk to y'all later. I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> um, but that that was a really cool deal. That was uh, that that show, of course, is sponsored by Sitka Yeti, two brands that I really really like. Uh, I like what they both do with creatives in the outdoor industry, uh, and so that was. I mean, working along with Ben was the coolest part, but that was also cool to like see some of my work, you know, under those brands. I don't, I can't technically say I worked for Sitka and Yeti, but you know, it still feels good, right? No, so, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's good. I would, I would talk about it too if I was doing that. But <laughs> as we discussed before, I we started recording. I work in insurance in my nine to five. That's not real exciting to talk about or brag about. So that that means you've seen a you know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two, right? Maybe I work in a really niche space, which is a story for another time. Okay, well I'm down with that. (laughs) Um, All right, I want to know though, going back to like your childhood, like when did you start hunting and when did you start duck hunting? How did you get into that? That is a I think it's an interesting story. So uh, I was predominantly raised by my aunt and uncle, and my uncle was blind. Uh, he was legally blind. He, he lost his eyesight when I was probably about eight uh, due to macular degeneration. So he worked at a steel mill before and then started losing his eyesight. So I, we never hunted. Fished a lot. He's like the best crappie fisherman I know. Uh, I mean, like crazy. So we... We lived in a place called Livingston. There's a big lake out there. It's in East Texas. And I can remember a lot of people from Houston would come up to this state park area where we fish, and there's a big pier out there. People would come up from Houston, and there'd be people all around the pier. Nobody's catching anything. And he's, like, giving away his fish. Because, you know, like, you don't really know he's blind, but he's sitting there catching every fish around the pier and just giving them away. So I'm a pretty good crappie fisherman, <laughs> and I really love it. But... uh I started duck hunting when I was 26. A, a coworker took me, and uh, I'd always been fascinated with ducks. He uh, he took me to his place in Arkansas, which is where I hunt today. Uh, this is my 12th season going into it. Um, so it was, a, it was a really cool experience. I've been fascinated with ducks. Never really got to go. He took me. It was it was the most amazing thing I'd ever done. Like. We saw a ton of birds. I shot my first mallard on my first time hunting, which is a pretty big deal. Um, there's a lot of people that have taken for their first time and they didn't shoot a mallard, um, even though we we're in Arkansas. So that was really cool. And I, I went back home and told my wife, it was my girlfriend at the time, um, I'm hooked. This is all I do. 
That's all I'm doing. So it's pretty much all I do. I, I shoot videos and I save my money to duck hunt. That's awesome. It's a simple life, but somebody's got to live it, you know? It's a, it sounds like a good life to me. <laughs> yeah, my wife's the only one that's not really into it, but, you know, we're still 13 years in, you know, she's handling fun, I think. <laughs> so are you, are you primarily hunting at a duck club in uh, Arkansas then? Yeah, so I... I started a duck club with some buddies of mine just a couple of years ago. I kind of got burned out with it. Uh, and, and I, and I want to say this, I'm very, very fortunate uh, being a videographer. I get invited to a lot of places. And I'm grateful for that. Like more invites than I have the opportunity to go. Uh, but I, I really like hunting with the people that I love hunting with. Right. Uh, so I have a duck club. And that's so that I can take my daughter whenever I want, but, uh, but a lot of it's work. So, uh, I'm fortunate to get to go based on my job to a lot of cool places, but I do have a duck club that I hunt when I have time to myself. So I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's uh, perfect. I had just been <laughs> rambling. That's all. This is the no, diet I, Mountain Dew talking. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I, I like, I, Photographers, videographers are some of the most well-connected people in the outdoor space, right? You get to travel, you get to see, you get to meet people, and inevitably you get invited to those things. It makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think the thing I want to point out is I'm grateful for that, uh, but I don't get to go. As, I, I wish I could take up every opportunity, like, do every opportunity uh, that I'm, I'm invited on, but it's just not, just not the case. But I'm, I'm trying to chip away at them. How many how many days a year do you get out? Um, I think I hunted about thirty last year. Which, mind you, I live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I hunt in East Arkansas, so it's a five and a half hour drive. So that's a pretty fair amount. That's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, half the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to give them give them what Patty gave the drum. You know, uh, I went to. I went to every year I try to go to like a different place. Uh, last year I got to hunt in Louisiana, um, which is pretty cool. I actually got to teal hunt Louisiana this year too. Um, and then and the past years, past three years, I've been to North Dakota. So I try to do a, like a trip to go get it out of my system. That way I can actually focus and work. Um, so, you know, shooters got to shoot every now and again. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, so. Okay. This this is this is a question for for the entire group. Can you really get it out of your system, though? I mean, like, there's that itch. There's like, it's the season right now. I have this bit of anxiety every day that I'm not hunting, which is like six out of seven days a week. Like, can you actually get it out of your system? Because I don't know. If I hunt the more I actually want to hunt. I will say, as a video guy, it it's a heart. It's a heart. It's a hard thing. No, you can never get it out of your system has been my experience. Uh, my limited experience, my 12 years of experience at this point, I haven't been able to get it out. It's only grown. Um, but as a as a video photo guy, it's just, it's this really weird thing because when you see them, you want to kill them, right? But uh, I'm always disappointed whenever I choose hunting over filming them because when it's the dog days of summer, I mean, here in Alabama, it's 100 degrees. I'm like, man, I just wish I had something to watch back. 
like you know I, it's like I, I i get to capture the memories and so i i want to be intentional about documenting them and watching them and uh you know it's like i kind of miss it when i don't so a lot of times i will go and i will intentionally not take a gun so that i will use the camera which people think I'm stupid, but <laughs> I mean, I, I may be stupid for a lot of other reasons, but not that one. You know, I call it self-discipline. Screw you guys. I don't care if you think I'm stupid. Kind of <laughs> what I tell them. So, no, I think it's uh, no. We've we've had a couple other photographers on or photographer videographers on, and they, I think they prefer holding a camera more than holding a gun. Well, it's interesting. I have a friend. Um, his name's Kaysen. They own a big farm in Arkansas called uh, Bill Byers Hunter Club or Byers Farm. Uh, they've been around since like going on 70 years. Like it's a really cool story. I'm hoping to be able to tell uh, in the coming seasons. But uh, people used to ride the train from Memphis to the farm and go shoot a mallard or two mallards for like $10. It's it's pretty crazy, but the, one of the sports writers from Memphis used to come over uh, for one of the magazines, uh, and he would bring a photographer. So if you today, if you walk in their lodge, there's a bunch of black and white images. Like one when his daughter, one when his mother was a young lady, and she's standing there with an old shotgun and some ducks, and you know, just like this black and white stuff. And it kind of occurred to me one day, I was like, if I like if I don't start documenting this stuff for myself, like one day we're going to be super old, right? And I don't mm -hmm. want the stuff that I shoot to live on social media or whatever. Like if I don't document the stuff, I'm not going to have any of it. Well, that's really the that's really the thing that's kind of driving me to either take photos or take videos. And of course, some of it helps when like if I get a job from a brand and I shot during the season or something, like I can use my footage to. To fill in little things as needed, but I, I I basically live in perpetual fear that I won't remember, like I won't document going if I don't if I don't record it. So I, I think you guys, I feel like I'm rambling, but you guys know what I'm saying. Like if I don't capture it, I'm not gonna have it. And one day I'm gonna be old. It might not yeah. ever be black and white again, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. I, I always have a hard time with that and I always forget and I need to, it, I'll start the hunt with full intentions to put the GoPro on, bring my camera out. You just get so caught up in the moment and then all of a sudden the hunt's over and you're on your way back to the launch and you're just like, man, I didn't even, I think I took like two pictures. You know, and you always immediately regret that you didn't capture more of that moment. Right. And, and I was listening to a guy the other day and he was saying, you know, I think it's also important to be in the moment and and you know don't be so distracted that you can't absorb you know absorb it and you know store it in your mind i'm like i couldn't agree more i think as hunters we need to slow down and like really enjoy the resource and enjoy the enjoy the relationships that we're we have and we're building and you know all that stuff because again when we get old that's what we're going to remember but there's a lot to be said about snapping a few photos like and I know it's like sometimes I'll go on a hunt and we'll, I like, I like to take pictures of the birds we harvest, uh, not to be like, look, you know, we're awesome hunters, look at us, because that crap's 
bull crap, but um, it's kind of like we worked really hard. We worked as a team. We called, we shot good. Like this is sort of the benefit to our hard work. And some of the guys are like, yeah, I don't want to take a picture. Like I'm ready to go eat breakfast or whatever. I'm like, I don't care. We hunted. Let's take a picture because I'm going to send it to you and you're going to be glad you had it. Yep. So quit, be, quit being a whiny baby. Get yeah. over there and smile like you had fun. <laughs> and then you're going to love it when it's on the camp house wall. You know, they always do. For sure. Yeah. yeah it'll, be, it'll be like the background of their phone or whatever. I'm like, you complained about that. You freaking put it as your screensaver. <laughs> cool bag. Anyway. That's guys I hunt with. Y'all, y'all probably don't hunt guys like that. Whatever. <laughs> no, we need it. We need a, We need, we need someone to take pictures and send them to us like that. I've got that. Actually, I have a question for Matt. So, um, Steven, you know, you're talking about like living in the moment. Like that's, that's a big thing, right? Where I'm trying to, there's always a lot going on on a hunt, right? I'm always, I'm a, I'm a dog guy. So I'm like worried about my dog and everything else. Matt does a ton of solo hunting on the Mississippi river. He's got, he's doing all the calling. He's running his dog. He's got a GoPro. He's also got his DSR there too. Matt, you got a lot going on, buddy. Yeah. How, yeah. how like, are you able to stay in the moment and really enjoy it? Like, like Stephen was talking about, do you feel like you are, or do you feel like there's sometimes there's too much stuff going on? So, um, for me, and I told you about this in the GoPro is like, that's like second or tertiary. Like I, I would love to always have footage, but like, there's always stuff going on. I'm trying to just enjoy being not at work, you know, on a morning, whether it be the weekend or like a weekday. Um, whereas like if I drop a bird, you know, and I send Maggie and it's not like some complicated thing, like grabbing the camera is not hard when it's sitting next to me. It's not even like, it's actually kind of second nature now. It just happened yesterday. Um, and I actually happened to have the GoPro running. I just left it on the entire time and finally was able to get a shot. Um, but you know, the GoPro was literally sitting in my blind bag next to me on the bench seat in the boat and I'm able just to grab it. I already have the cover up. All I got to do is flip it on. Um, and I'm trying to remember that because some of the pictures, like I sent you guys one, and I just took a super cool one yesterday. Um, you know, I, I haven't had that for the first two or three seasons I had my dog out. And now I look back, I'm like, man, these are super cool pictures that I have of my dog that will be there forever. So, like, it's a balance of, like, trying to enjoy it, but also, like, if you don't take the picture today, like, I'm not going to have that picture again. Like, that picture in the fog the other day it might be the coolest picture I ever take. And it's just because I happened to bring my camera that day. So I'm, I'm pretty glad I've, I've taken the time to do that this year. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say I would say two things for me specifically. I feel like if I have my camera and I'm documenting, it's kind of okay if I don't look in the moment. But if I'm not going to, I try to make myself, like I try to make myself think about it. Like hunting is a privilege. I'm not entitled to shoot any of these birds. Thank God I get the opportunity to be here with some of my best friends to do something I love. If we shoot some ducks, that's even better. But if we don't, we're going to give them what we got, right? Um, and and I also say, um, I try it like the sunrise. Normally, I don't film anything when it's really low light because... I mean, I'll, I'll film like headlamps and stuff. I mean, you guys could yeah. check out some stuff I shot. Like, uh, I'll, I'll film headlamps and stuff. But there's kind of a point, like on TV production, they're like they, they call it camera light. Um, so like most cameras won't roll before a certain time. 
I will try to use things like the sunrise. That's about the time I will kind of start shooting, but it's also the time the light gets the prettiest. Like, make yourself when you go hunting, okay, today I'm going to take three pictures. And when I take my three pictures, like, I'm not going to worry about it. And even in those three little pictures that you've taken, you'll be glad you had a little something, whether it's your dog retrieving, um, whether it's a, you know, a duck or a goose kind of coming in for a landing or something like that. Just snap you a couple photos and, uh, and give yourself something to remember. It doesn't have to be super rigid, but it's always a lot cooler when you go back and you've got something to look at. And something to remember the day. And that's why we mount birds, right? Because you kind of want to remember the hunt, not because mm-hmm. they're, you know, some gigantic trophies and other all over trophies that's good that's a that's cool a, idea that's a rule to live by right there take three pictures just take three pictures i can do that it's just three it's kind of like like the things you got to do to win the day <laughs> you don't win your hunting day if you don't take at least three pictures okay okay excellent no that's good um all right let's uh let's talk Let's talk about coffee. We got to we got to flip over here somehow. So, Mike, first question for you, Stephen, is when did you start drinking coffee? How old were you? Um, I was a little bitty. My aunt used to put cream and sugar in her coffee, and uh, and she would. Well, I come to think of it, I don't know if she let me drink it. I just took it on myself <laughs> to grab her cup and, and chug some of it. But it was it was really sweet, and I'm kind of one of those guys that have a little bit of a sweet tooth, and so I was like this is good. And so it's kind of weird. I, uh, I just kind of drank coffee since I was a kid. I would say I was probably eight, uh, which may explain a lot of things taking in that much caffeine as a kid. But uh, I, I've, I, I've kind of had to start drinking coffee black because in some capacity, I feel like my masculinity is tied to whether I drink coffee black or not. But that's a complex I have. <laughs> not projecting that on anybody else. That's just just, just what I have to live with. Uh, so I've been trying to trying to be a man and drink my coffee black. Uh, and when nobody's looking, I might I might slip a little cream sugar in there just uh, just for my homies. <laughs> oh, that was great. That's uh, that is going on social media. I'm I tell you right now, I'm gonna clip that and then that's gonna go on there. <laughs> you know, that that's the truth. I like my coffee black sometimes. 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 It's so much easier to drink black coffee too, right? You don't have to worry about whether you got the cream, you got the sugar. You just dump it in the pot right in your cup. You're good to go. Yeah, but I've I've made it really easy to to do the cream and sugar thing too. All right. (laughs) Just bam, bam, and we're done. Yeah. That's interesting. That was completely opposite of me. Like I didn't start drinking coffee till I think I was out of college. Um, I was probably... 23 24 years old before i actually started drinking coffee i hated coffee growing up like i couldn't stand the taste of it i always liked the smell but i couldn't ever stomach it and it 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 uh i was i was telling these guys before the podcast when we would stay at hotel rooms i liked the smell so much I would make the free cup of coffee in the room. I could not drink it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink the coffee. I would just That's make good. it in the room, so it would That's smell good. up the whole room and wake me up. What a jerk! Yeah, never drink it. I would just leave it in there. That's funny. Um, it's funny. My my wife doesn't like coffee, but every time she comes in the office, she's like, "Man, it smells so good in here. I wish I liked coffee." I'm like, oh, "That makes two of us." But thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And now I like I, I can't function without a cup of coffee in the morning. It's just part of the routine. I just have to have it. Yep. So, 
Tyler, I think you kind of feel the same way as me, right? Yeah, I've got so a couple of things. One, I drink black. I drink coffee black. I drink it black. Now, I will say my wife and I have been in to making homemade frappes, frappuccinos. Um, so, I, you know, is my masculinity being challenged here by You're drinking those? Fancy, fancy. I know. Here, huh? I know. You like frothing, like frothing the milk and stuff like I that? No, 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 no. This, this is a blended drink, right? Okay. So double shot of espresso, a little brown sugar just for a little sweetness and sort of like a caramel just a little hint of like caramel all those things i love backdrop oh yeah it's so good it's so good little milk (laughs) little ice to thicken it up oh yep 10 10 ice cubes one quarter teaspoon of xanthan gum two tablespoons of brown sugar yes i've got it memorized how long does it take you to make this i'll take two of them it's gonna say (laughs) uh two minutes Interesting. Okay. Xanthan gum? I've never heard. Yes. So, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to get nerdy here. So, let's let's get nerdy. Let's get nerdy here. So, like, I've tried a lot of frappuccinos here. Okay. I used to drink them like the really sweet ones. This one, I I get them just straight like coffee flavors, what you'd call them. I I still think Starbucks has the best one. That's their syrup, their branded syrup they use. It's like a xanthan gum type syrup. Xanthan gum, what it does is it thickens and makes things smooth. So if you just put, you don't need to put it, but if you just put ice, milk, your espresso, and like some brown sugar and blend it up, you're going to get a frappuccino, but it's going to be just a little bit looser. It's going to be a little bit chunkier. It's not going to be as smooth. So xanthan gum helps smooth them, smooth things out a little bit. I didn't even know you could buy xanthan gum. What, what aisle in the grocery store do you even buy this type of stuff? The baking aisle. Okay. <laughs> the Asian yeah. market. Yeah, it's like no, nope. no. Well, I would not. Cornstarch. If my wife told me to get xanthan gum at the grocery store, I'd have no clue where to go. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't have a rash. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a medicine. It's aisle number four at the local Metro Market. All right, Jeff, the one that I all shop right. at. Okay, Got the it. one, the one that you shop at. I don't know because that store. I don't know where anything is in that store. So, <laughs> so. And Matt Jeske, you're the the weirdo, as I mentioned on the yeah. uh, beginning of the podcast here. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your coffee experience. I can't. St- you guys love the smell of it. I cannot. Don't even um, like the smell. No, I. If somebody has a strong cup at work, like in a thermos or something, I'm like, where's that coming from? It's like three people over. I'm like, I can tell. I hate, I hate that guy. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. No, and I, I, the coffee, I don't like you. Yeah, try, you know, I tried it quite a few times, probably once a year. Kelly gets me to try some sort of cold something or another. She's like, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever flavor and whatever. And I, I convinced myself that this is the time that I'm going to like it. You know, my taste buds have changed. Yeah, it's changed. You know, it sounds so much better than the last time I was convinced to try it. And then uh, I give it the one sip and I'm like, well, We'll try again next time. That's... Turns out I still hate it. <laughs> you know? And yep. now you hate your wife, like the other guy at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, so how does Kelly uh, navigate the coffee in your household? Does she just have to go to Starbucks and buy coffee outside of the house? Or how does that No, work? I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not that big of a deal, but I mean. <laughs> she like sneaks away when he's asleep. Yeah. Buy it. No, she, she makes her, she's usually cold brew, so it's not like. She's in the basement, like, your coffee maker's yeah. in the basement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> looks, looks like a drug lab down yeah. there. She's like, oh, she's drinking some midnight coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad, but if it's super strong, I can definitely tell who. 
who's got it. Nice. Wait, wait. I, I got to go back here. Kelly drinks cold brews? She, yeah. yeah. Is that all she drinks? Mostly, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. she's missing out. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely expanded her horizons in like the last year or two, I'd say. Like, she hasn't turned like, you know, hot coffee down. She had one recently, but it's definitely not her go to. It's just like cold brew quick in the morning. And that's, that's what, that's what keeps her going. Yeah. Well, that, I, I will say it's been interesting having this coffee company and like, oh, people are like, oh, you can drink coffee. Like, no, not really, but I'd love to try some of yours. I'm like, okay, I'd love for you to try some too, but just, I'm just telling you. Still, we, we nerded out on the coffee, like, we got some really good stuff, but you're probably still not gonna like it. <laughs> like, I want to be clear this is not a cure for people who don't like coffee. This is not like, some magical recipe that you guys yeah, This is for somebody who likes coffee, like, it's good, but yeah, you know, oh, just saying, yeah. nice, you might not like fair. the smell I, either. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I figured you didn't cure at all, you know. Yeah, yeah, I have to put some of that whatever called gum in it. Xanthan, yeah. Xanthan gum yeah. aisle four, aisle four. Yeah, right smooth it out for me. Xanthan gum, that's it. I, I, I dare one. I dare one of you three to try and spell it. You might have to drop some of this off at my house or something. Try this out. That's the only way I'm going to be able to to find it. I'm going to oh. do what? Make sure it's yeah. not made by Kinko. Then. <laughs> it starts with an X, by the way. It did. Yeah, I figured it. I wasn't even close. <laughs> It's going to start off. with a Z. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like it's in a bag of sugar. I mean, mm -hmm. like it looks like a, a sugar bag. Yep. Yeah. Bam. Fancy yeah. 662 yeah. at your local Walmart. Well, that's cheap. There we go. And it's yeah. gluten free. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, Stephen. Now that we're talking about coffee, we kind of got all three of our, all four of our coffee backgrounds. Tell us a little bit about Duck Band Coffee. Why don't you give us a little intro? When did it get started? Do you guys have a specific mission? What kind of coffee do you guys offer? So on and so forth. Sure. Love to. So uh, I wanted to start it in 2018, but like all good things that I do, I procrastinate hard. Um, so my, I have two partners. Um, one is our operations guy. Um, he he kind of keeps the wheels on the bus. Um, we we do our apparel and stuff for him, and uh, you know he's he's very very numbers oriented. Former military guy. The other guy is my uh, partner who does he does video stuff like me. But he and his wife own a coffee shop, so it was kind of a natural fit to 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 take this idea uh, of starting our own coffee brand. Uh, and using the resources that he had as well. So one of the things we're doing a little bit different, and and I apologize if I ramble here, there's kind of like a lot I want to say. Um, one of the things we wanted to do different was I didn't want to do a gimmick with coffee. It's like, there's a lot of coffee brands out there, but there wasn't necessarily one that was duck hunting themed, um, that would remain duck hunting theme because a lot of people have said, hey, you could start this one or you could start that one, and I'll get to that in a second. I'm like, no, this is for duck hunters. But one of the things I wanted to do was in some of the bags of coffee we're putting a duck band in it, which is hence the name duck and coffee. 
If you get a bag of coffee that has a band in it, there's a little code with it. You can go to our website, duckbandcoffee.com, fill out your information, and there's a prize associated with the band. So it was kind of a fun way to lots of duck hunters drink coffee, so we wanted to make a great coffee. I think we accomplished that. But it was also a way we could kind of have fun with the whole band thing, trophy thing um, throughout the year. So one of the other things I noticed working um, working with some of the brands I work with, I should probably also have said my, my background is actually in marketing. I used to work for a big marketing company for uh, about 12, uh, about 17 years. Um, and so one of the things I, I noticed working with, it was a call company uh, from September through February, maybe like the first couple days into February, that's when they're making their money because they're selling calls, people are getting ready. And I think that's pretty true for most outdoor brands. It's kind of in season. And then when the season's over, their sales really slow down. Is why so many brands diversify into fishing things and turkey hunting things because it kind of stretches out their selling season. And so I was like, well, if if we can do something to keep engaged with duck hunters throughout the year and keep them drinking our coffee uh, by making it fun, by letting people you know get the bands and stuff, then that could be kind of cool. So, for example, one of the things I want to do, uh, there's a boat company in Louisiana called Reaper Boats. A uh, good friend of mine owns it. Um, like, I want to give away good stuff. And so uh, September uh, the 24th season, we're going to try to give away a duck boat. Um, like, I want to do some trips. I want to do some some ammo, like, like work with some ammo companies. And fortunately, my video business, um, I've got to meet a lot of the people who can actually kind of we can kind of work with to make this stuff happen. I mean, I've, I've done some work for federal, federal premium. Um, so like I, I intend on calling them and being like, Hey, can we you know, give away a case of shells or something to, um, to some of our members? Uh, so that to me has been a really exciting part. One of the things I want to do from a mission standpoint with, with the coffee is think about when you have conversations with people, Coffee and hunting bring people together. When you have conversations with people, sometimes you and you have conversations over coffee. So maybe it's a little bit meta, but I want to use the brand to kind of have a conversation with the next generation. Um, I feel like social media has enhanced a lot of things, but it's also done a lot of a lot of negative things in in that, you know, some people think. It's about having a fast boat. It's about killing the most ducks. It's 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 almost like it's almost like your identity and your like how good you are as a hunter is is directly correlated to the number of ducks you shoot. That's not true. That is not freaking true. If you wear this brand of hunting gear over this brand of hunting gear, it doesn't make you a better hunter. You're not better than the next guy. You like. You just may have found them. Maybe you're you're on the ducks better than the next guy. Like you win some, you lose some. Uh, but it's really I really want to use the brand to allow 
allow people in the industry who I don't want to say have like have soap boxes they can get on top of, but there's just a lot of friends I have in the industry that like I think have some meaningful things they want to say. There's just not a good avenue to say it. And I would love for this brand to be the opportunity where they can kind of get some of that stuff out there, sort of change the narrative uh, on hunting. You know, you guys obviously know this, but, you know, I think we hunters can do a better job at, you know, portraying, portraying the values that hunting is really about. You know, mainly so people, people aren't trying to crush us all the time. Uh, but it's, the bottom line is it's more than the, it's more than the piles and smiles. It's more than the fat boat. More than, you know, it's, it's about the people and it's about the relationships. Cause like I said earlier about taking pictures, like one day we're going to be old. Those are the things you're going to remember. You're not going to remember, you know, stacking bodies, <laughs> like every single hunt you go on. And if you don't, you're, it means you're not a good hunter. It's like, no, it means you were means you were blessed. It means you you worked hard and you found the ducks and you were able to shoot straight and you're able to like that's not the norm, you know. You, if you shoot a limit every time you go, that's awesome. But you also need to know that it's okay if you don't shoot a limit every time you go. Like the fact that you got to go is a win. So that's just that, that's really the heart of the brand. What we're trying to do is just connect people and like, hey, we're all in this together. It's a lot of fun. We get to go. We should be grateful. We should we should be mindful of the resource. We should give to the resource, uh, not just for ourselves, but for the next generation. And, um, and you know, if, if we don't police ourselves, we could find ourselves in, you know, and being regulated, things like that by the government, which God forbid the government gets involved in anything else. Uh, anyway, that's kind of the heart of the brand. I know that was a mouthful, but that's good. That's great. That's where that's, that's where my head's at. <laughs> no, no, it make it makes sense. I think um, you know, there's a lot of things that resonated with me there. I think what you're talking about about having like a conversation, using the brand as an opportunity to have a conversation. We have conversations over cups of coffee, right? Whether you're sitting at your kitchen table and having a conversation with your wife, whether you're at a whether you're at a coffee shop and having a conversation with someone that you're doing business with or a potential customer or a friend that you haven't seen in a while, like coffee brings people together and brings conversation together, right? And that's yep. I like I get it makes sense. Awesome, yeah. Trying to use the brand as a way to have a conversation. That's great. That's awesome. What um. What, how many, okay, I, you may not be able to answer this question, but how many prizes are you actually giving away? Like how many bands, like how many bags so, of coffee am I going to have to buy before I pull a band here? Is it like, is it, is it, is it as many as like ducks I'm going to have to shoot before I shoot a band of duck? Well, I've been hunting, like I said, 12 <laughs> years and I've yet to shoot a band, so no. Um, <laughs> so, so we're doing, we're doing two things. One, uh, the, the first, so you asked this question, I didn't answer it. Uh, we are just now, we are just now going into our second month of business. So like February was our, uh, excuse me, September was our launch. Uh, we launched about September 20th. So we're just now getting into a month. Uh, so it's, it's brand new. So I appreciate you guys having me on. 
Um, the bands we're doing with prizes, I initially ordered 50. My goal is to do between one and six and one in 10 bags as a band. Because I don't want people to be like, that band thing's cool, but this sucks. You know, I bought I bought 15 bags and still hadn't got one. Um, and and it, it might be possible for somebody to buy 15 bags. And it, this, so this is how I'm doing it. I have the bag, I have the bands and the uh, and the, the codes, the codes are in a piece of paper. I have them polybagged. I put them in the bag of coffee before it's ever filled. That way when I draw a bag to fill it up, the band's already in it. I don't, it's not like on a whim where I'm like, I haven't done it in a band while I'll put it in there because it's like I can get an order from one of my buddies who expects a band. He can bet I, he ain't getting one. Uh, <laughs> 20 bags deep, dude. All right, maybe you can get one. So I'm just kind of pre-filling the bags that are in a stack. That way when I grab one, if it has abandoned, it has abandoned, it doesn't matter who ordered it. So that's that's how we're trying to do it. But, uh, and those prizes consist of you know, uh, a hat, T-shirt, uh, like a tumbler, and then we're going to do some kind of other smaller prizes with that. Um, but the other thing we're doing so that anybody can win, hopefully, potentially, is everybody that signs up for a year. So we're going to have like a coffee club called Friends of Duck Band. If you sign up for a year, we're going to do a monthly drawing for everybody that signed up for a year. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, the boat giveaway thing we're going to do next September, that's only going to be for people who have signed up for the year. Whether you get a band or not, if you sign up for a year, you are in the monthly drawing. And and then September 24, if you're a year customer and your name gets picked by computer randomization, like you get the boat and the trailer. So, um that's kind of that's kind of what we're doing. I, I, again, I want it to be fun, but I don't want it to seem like it's it's super out of reach. Yeah. So take us through this year membership thing. How, how does that work? How many pounds of coffee do you get? Do you get it biweekly, monthly? How does that work? So you can choose how you want to do it. Right now, we have it set up to where you're getting uh, twelve ounce once a month, or you can do it biweekly. So it's it's kind of up to you because some people obviously drink different amounts of coffee. Um, but again, you know, we're we're kind of in the test phase. We have we have a handful of customers that are doing it, um, have signed up for the year yet, and they're just getting once a month until so far that's what they've all selected instead of getting it biweekly. And we just we sign up, uh, they get the first their their first order, and then when their sign up day kind of anniversary comes around, we just fill them again and then send it. And one thing, I, one thing I do want to say is we can't, I, I hate this, it is what it is, shipping. Like, we cannot control shipping, and it absolutely infuriates me. Because I feel like people think, like, I, I think our shipping's around $8 or something like that. And I'm like, please think about how you vote next time. Like, that's my only bit of advice. I can't do anything about the shipping. If it's up to me, you'd get free shipping and we'd all celebrate. But my 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 plea would be please just bear with us with the shipping. We're gonna do the best we can do. But uh right now, I mean shipping's just out of our control. So just keep that in mind. We love you. Maybe the band will be worth. 
I can I can attest to the shipping thing being frustrating and people not understanding that once once your order leaves the facility, it is out of out of our control. And I can tell you in the last three months, we've had more than 10 customers whose orders have been lost and not delivered by USPS. Like it's just it's just it, yeah, yeah, it's it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And like, do I you know some... who controls USPS? Uh, yeah, it's right in the, the name. The same people <laughs> that are responsible for the freaking high shipping crisis. <laughs> Sorry. So there's the the other thing is too is the lack of understanding for people though too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna soapbox this because I got an email today that said because the guy the customer right he's having it shipped he's having a hat shipped to his work right right and he the email said hey. The only times that we're available for delivery with 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 hats or with with shipping, the only time we're accepting shipping is between the hours of X and Y. Can you please try again tomorrow? No, I can't. There's nothing <laughs> I, I can I'm do. Not, I'm not delivering it. I would love to. Yes, if I could, I would walk it up to you, knock on your office, and say, "Here you go, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. you." But I can't. Yeah, I'll throw in a side hug too, like. Yeah. Right. You want a handshake, me. high five. You want to hug it out. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Let's go. You know, French yeah. fries, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Sorry. Sorry. I know. Yeah. Coffee is expensive to ship. Yeah. I know. So, I know. I know some people in the coffee business. So. Yeah. It's like yeah, that's like that. one of the most irritating things. It's like I was like, hey, this is a fun brand. I promise you, nobody selling coffee is getting rich off of it. It's like we're doing it because it's fun. We enjoy it. It's it's you know it's like I'd love to have you as a customer, but you know if the shipping too much, I, I got nothing. I love you either way. So that that was my caveat about shipping. It's just it takes the stew out of me, so I gotta get it out. That's okay. All screw you, Shane. That's fair. So, Stephen, can you can you walk us through what is what does it take to start a coffee company? I, I would assume the first step is like, do you guys source your own beans? I would assume you roast your own beans. Like, how, how does that work? So, uh, great questions. So, it, this is still a proof of concept, right? We're still trying to. I mean, we're a month in. We're still trying to see uh, how it's going. I will say we're a month in, but we did over a thousand dollars in sales in our first month. So I'm super pumped about that. Very um, good. Th that's a lot of freaking coffee. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. That's a lot of freaking coffee. Um, so, and a lot of people have been really excited about the band idea. I, I, I realized, I realized that's that's where I need to be letting people know. Hey, like, hey, this is cool coffee and everything, but you can kind of win some cool stuff and and that mm -hmm. kind of deal. Anyway, so it's still a proof of concept. We we get. We use a roaster in Birmingham, which is about 45 minutes away from, from us. I'm in Tuscaloosa, which is where the University of Alabama is at. Uh, that's, that's what it's known for. That's why I say it. Um, so we, we use a roaster there. Now, if this thing goes well, uh, we would love, we love the idea of roasting our own. But, like, roasters are expensive. <laughs> like, we were looking at one, as like, like, like the one our roaster uses, their roasting machines like eighty-five grand. Mm -hmm. A lot of coffee. I I just didn't want to buy that. 
because shipping is too hot. No, I'm kidding. Um, I just didn't want to buy that just to see if this would work, right? I mean, that obviously makes business sense. So the so they, however, they are sourcing the coffee straight from uh, Guatemala, Brazil, Honduras, um, you know, South America. They're getting it from the farm, uh, which has been pretty cool because they, they do a really good job. Uh, but we have given them kind of the roast they want. Uh, we, we tasted coffee for like a year to kind of get, you know, my, my two partners, their, their palate is way better than mine. I just was like, do y'all have any cream and sugar? <laughs> Mostly to just irritate the guy because that's like asking for steak sauce. Uh, on a yeah, I want steak. ketchup or ketchup yeah. or ranch <laughs> yeah. on my steak. Yeah. yeah. Can I have some ketchup for this? It's a little dry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So, so we tasted coffee for about a year before they kind of decided on these were the flavors that we really like. These are the ones we want to drink every day. And, and I have a, I have an intern that was, that was here today and I made some, he's, he really likes coffee, but man, that stuff's good. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm like, I appreciate it. And you didn't have to pay for shipping. <laughs> That's why it tastes so good. It tastes so good. It tastes like, that free shipping. It, it tastes like a cup of American freedom. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> um, so, so that's what we did to get started. I, I will say, um, because of the relationships I have in, in in the waterfowl space, it gave me the confidence to be able to try it. Um, I would say I would probably have never done it. Uh, I probably would have never done it without that, because kind of where we're at as a business, like we we just started, we just started some ads going, and then. Uh, the, the social proof just is, isn't there yet. And by social proof, I mean um, people can see the ads and they can see the stuff online, but they're not necessarily seeing people that they recognize on social media using it yet. So fortunately, I've got uh, some of the influencers that I'm, I'm working with. Or you can call them influencers. They're just people that are, you know, industry people that a lot of people know. Um they're kind of waiting for me to give them the go ahead to kind of start talking about it, which I gave them the go ahead this week. So we'll see as that comes out. But um, the other thing that was important to me was uh, with with the influencers is I didn't want somebody to be like, y'all got to go check out this new coffee brand, you know, like, like pushing it in the traditional sense. I'm like, look, your your brand values align with the brand values that I that we desire for this coffee brand, like, like just use it and enjoy it. Like do what you do. You know, you've got a shirt. You guys have shirts. Hopefully, hopefully um, Eric got those to you guys. Um, hopefully they all fit. If they don't, uh, I know a guy. Uh, shipping sucks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we get free shipping with that. If they don't I, 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 no, she spent uh, $180. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so it's kind of one of those things like just like just enjoy it if you want to push it go for it if you don't i'm okay with that um but these are you know these are just people that that i really like a lot and i feel like they they have a mutual respect and trust for me and so um i think we're gonna i think we're gonna continue to see it going that direction but to answer your question what's it take to kind of get one started uh you know find some good coffee that you're going to be able to source uh Obviously, set your price point where you're going to be able to you know, drive some revenue. You want to make it worth your time, um, and then, you know, like 
find find you know be able to tell a cool story around it i guess mm-hmm. um one one so one of the things we're my, one of my partners and i are really excited about is is you know using our our, our ability to you know tell stories and shoot videos and stuff but going hunting with some of these people and not not hunting because we're trying to hunt but like seeing these people do what they love to do and kind of share their why um and again allowing like asking some of those questions uh allowing them to kind of kind of riff on some of the some of the things they would like to change about the industry or some of the things they some of the things that are passionate to them otherwise as i said before don't don't really have the opportunity to kind of kind of vent about um i want to know that stuff i'm nosy i want to know it i want to be offended i'm kidding um but like giving them a medium to kind of share some of that stuff and, and again it's, it's conversations over coffee yeah i think that's so cool and you know there's a bunch of different unique ways you can go about that too you can put stories on the backs of the different bags you know you can do it with the artwork on the bags you know your ads it's that's it, a cool way to do it I, I like that yeah one so one of the other things is like a, a lot of coffee brands tell the stories about coffee farmers we actually want to tell the stories about duck farmers you know the land managers people that are planting uh habitat people that are trying to create habitat for the ducks the habitat we desperately need you know or, or the ducks desperately need and we need for them if we enjoy hunting them so uh that's one of the things we want to we want to rely on is just sharing stories about the, the farmers you know because that's a pretty that's a pretty arduous undertaking and i think a very underappreciated thing you know uh, a friend of mine that that farms for ducks he, he always says you know I love the public land guys, but uh, if it weren't for private land guys, the public land guys wouldn't have anything to hunt. So, you know, I, I see both sides. I, I do lease land, but I do like to hunt public land. But, you know, I also see I also see what the private land guys are doing by leaving their water, not immediately pulling it off the fields or planting crops specifically for the ducks. They don't harvest it. They give the place, they give uh opportunity for the ducks to rest you know three things a duck needs water food and to be able to avoid pressure um they're providing that and i'm like man hats off to you guys i, I want to tell why that's important to you other than because you love to shoot ducks yeah yeah that's cool i think that's such a big piece that that people just don't know a lot about i don't know a lot about you know mm-hmm. i up here in Wisconsin, you know, we know a lot about deer management and food plots and doing all that kind of stuff. But some of the stuff you see, you know, in, from, in your neck of the woods, you know, some of that land management they're doing for waterfowl specifically is just mind blowing. And I, I, I want to know more about it. I'm, I'm very interested coming from a, a family who farms, um, right. you know, it's close to my heart too. My grandpa was a farmer. Um, right. just, just learning more about that would be, would be very intriguing. Right. Well, so one of the things with the farming practices is, you know, it's like, like you think about wetlands disappearing. Well, what's happening is when the wetlands get dry, they will farm all the way up to it. And then when it comes back, it comes back smaller. And then when it dries again, they'll farm even further. And then just over over the years, the water just doesn't come back because it eventually becomes all farmland. So that's, you can't really blame the farmers because that's their way of life. Right. Um, but it's, again, it's, it's kind of taken, it's taken habitat away from the ducks, you know, so it's, it's like this, I mean, that's the reason 
<laughs> it's funny. I'm going to make fun of some people real quick if y'all are okay with that. But like, um, I work on our, I, I volunteer on our local Ducks Unlimited chapter, and I've heard, you know, I've heard some guys just, I'm going to try not to do the redneck, <laughs> redneck impersonations, but, you know, they're like, you know, what, what's Ducks Unlimited doing for Alabama? And I'm like, I mean, I think they're, I think they're doing everything they can do for Alabama, but you got to understand they're, they're, they're acquiring land for habitat and, uh, and ducks don't breed down here. <laughs> this is the South. They go up North and have their right. babies, <laughs> you know, but, but you get to shoot them in the South. So you should probably pay attention to like what your money's going to. And like, if you're just going to show up to the banquets cause you want to win guns and stuff like that's awesome. But you know, don't come in here acting like, you know, Ducks Unlimited doesn't do anything. It's like, well, actually, they're they're doing a lobby, a lot of lobbying for us in Washington, which is critical. Um, making sure we, you know, we have the ability to continue hunting, but they're also working with farmers and trying to, you know, trying to make sure that we have the land available for ducks to reproduce. So, yeah, that's what they're doing for Alabama, Mister. We don't have a very good flyway anyway. So, and I made it through that without mocking them. I would, I would, I would love to hear some more. You got any, Do you have any more? Well, what's not the limited doing for the ducks down here in Alabama? No, that was good. That was an impersonation. I thought that's what you're asking for, and as I started that, I realized you were not. That was that was great. That was more than I had asked for, right? There. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to over deliver and under promise. <laughs> Oh man, what's um, what's your uh, your month in? What's your favorite part been so far? My favorite part has been, let's see, I thought about this earlier. My favorite part has been seeing seeing the people that you know are friends, acquaintances, or whatever. Seeing them respond. And, and like genuinely being happy for me and and not I don't mean for me but for the brand and like just just the encouragement from the people like believing in what and what we're doing and uh, and like wanting to support it that's been really cool yeah so the, the community is coming together and rallying behind you that's that's got to feel good yeah like like my family they're super like they're they're super proud i'm like you know thanks mom um i have a friend of mine my he's my intern actually uh interning right now anyway he, he has a really big beard so if you go on the website and you have a hoodie page you'll like see a dude with a big beard <laughs> my mom I was talking to her she's like how'd you get one of the duck commanders on your website and i was like Mom, that's a friend. I, I needed a picture. I'm like, hey, Zach, hold still. Um, like, he's not a duck commander, but he does have an awesome beard. But, like, he, he does. Just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty good one. Like, we were, at a at it now. Yeah. we were at a Mexican restaurant. Some dude walked by and goes, hey, who trimmed your beard? I'm like, nobody's ever asked me that. Probably because I can't grow one. But, uh, it, yeah, it's a pretty epic beard. But, but seeing, like, just, just seeing the support of the people and, and I, the support and encouragement of of people that like almost like people that I didn't even know who I like I didn't even think they knew who I was like for example I just went to the uh, 
they had the Shin Shin Gear Film Festival in Memphis this Saturday. Uh, I went there. I was giving out some coffee samples, kind of kind of promoting the coffee. It didn't have a booth or anything. Um, uh, there's several other video guys there. Some of them I was helping to meet. Well, one of the guys, um, Lucas Clark, he is in the Hunt 41 episode, conveniently enough, in the West in the Wisconsin episode. Uh, Lucas and I have been following each other on Instagram for a long time, you know, kind of small talk here and there, little comments, this, that, and the other. But I never got to meet him. So I got to meet him, and he was working in the Tangle Free booth with a guy there. And he, uh, I walked up, and he's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. You know, we're talking. And uh, and he asked what I was up to, and I was like, well, I just started his coffee brand. He goes, that's yours? And I was like, yeah. But like. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, that's cool. I was just telling this guy, the guy he was with, apparently the guy he was with, the Tangle Free guy, was like, you know, somebody needs to start like a like a coffee brand in, in, in the duck space or something like that. And he's like, actually, I saw a guy on Instagram doing it, and, and this is him. So it was just like, whoa, little insignif- my little ins- insignificant Instagram and like stuff like that. Like people are kind of kind of taking notice and like I gave him a sample of some stuff and then he freaking like he bought some coffee today. Like awesome. j- just little things like that. Like yeah. he's got he's got enough coffee to last him two months, but he wanted to support what I was doing. So I just ordered a bag of coffee and paid shipping. Like And didn't complain about it. And did, did not one yes. complaint. <laughs> so it's it's like stuff like that. Like, you know, people just so far, people just kind of like want to support. And I think I think want to see it win, and that tickles me pink. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. I've got I've got I've got one more question here uh, for you. Just one, and then, and that is, if someone's on the fence here, what? Why should they buy Duck Band Coffee? Like, what's the what, like? Give me the sales pitch here. What's the elevator? What's the what's the elevator pitch? If you want to have a better duck season, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna more shoot ducks. more ducks if you buy this coffee for me right now. It's it's, <laughs> it's scientifically proved that if you drink duck fan coffee, you will shoot way more ducks. No, uh, if if you if it's important to you where you spend your money, if if you want to work with people that you feel like are trying to have a positive in, impact on the sport that you love like we're trying to do that um if you identify as a waterfowl hunter like and you drink coffee we could be friends that's why you should buy it but if you don't if you don't duck hunt basically you're saying i don't care about duck hunting by not buying And if you don't drink coffee, well, you're dead to me, Matt Jeske. <laughs> yeah. Matt can still wear a shirt, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing Matt off yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have a good answer to that. We're, we're trying to make really good coffee. We're trying to, uh, we're trying to push all, we're trying to focus on all the things that make this, this sport so great. I would say because I didn't grow up doing it, and I started when I was 26, um, I feel like the best way I could say is like, I feel like I have like this childlike wonder 
with the sport. I mean, every day I go, when I see ducks, I don't care if it's just a few or I see thousands, which has happened. I mean, I haven't got to shoot at thousands, but you know what I mean? Like, like I, I filmed for a couple of days at the Coca-Cola Woods. You guys are familiar with that. They have mm-hmm. ducks pouring in the trees perpetually. I've seen some awesome things, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I feel like I'm 38 now, and every time I go, I still have that childlike wonder, and I just I want to be able to share that with other people. I want to be able to tell stories of that. I want my children and your children and, and our children's children to be able to experience that. Um, and kind of one of those things, like everybody can do their small part, and I'm just trying to do my small part. Just, you know, I, I'm hoping when the brand gets big enough, we'll be able to donate some portion of our proceeds to both DU and Delta. Um, I think they're both doing amazing causes. Um, you know, I, I would love to see this thing get 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 way bigger than us because that's what it's going to take to make a difference. So that's all I got. That's great. I was just going to see. I was going to see what your answer was and see if you closed either Jeff or I, or maybe Matt is going to buy a gift for Kelly. Coffee for yeah, Kelly. I mean, so. it's not not that I don't know coffee drinkers. Obviously, <laughs> Matt's just going to buy it till he gets himself. a in. He wants yeah. that Reaper. Well, yeah, he wants I'm that Reaper boat. Dude. Yeah, he wants yeah. that boat. <laughs> Matt, let me just tell you, it doesn't smell like coffee. At that Hold on, then I might be in. <laughs> I'm in. Does it I'm does in. it taste like coffee? Or does it taste like energy drinks? <laughs> Only if you look it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. No, that's cool. It's delicious if you eat it. <laughs> I'm I'm very intrigued. I love trying new coffees. Um, like I said, I I drink black coffee, so it's got to be good coffee. So I love trying new good coffee. We don't we don't go to Starbucks or anything. We buy coffee from a local coffee shop down the road um, in like seven pound bags. So like and brew our own in the house. So that's that's the way we do it. But I'm I'm very excited to try it. I will definitely uh, be buying a bag from you, and maybe cool. I'll get a, maybe I'll get a duck band. Hey. You know, I, I know a guy, right? There we go. <laughs> you, but if you pay the shipping, it's going to increase your chance. Okay. What if I get expedited shipping? Do I get two bands? Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do have two legs. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, uh, you know, I'd be happy. I would love, love for you guys to uh, to try some. So however we can make it happen, I'm, I'm, I would love to do that, and I would love your honest feedback. Yeah, for sure. We can definitely make that happen. I can. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, Matt, Jeff, any other questions before we move into the final portion here? Start to wrap things up. Um, Steven, real quick, do you want to just plug what kind of different roasts you guys have? Like, Ooh. do you have dark, light, medium roast, decaf? Sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked. We uh, So we have – I'll just go through them really quick. Um, we have a light roast called D2, which is named – after the famous PS Alt cut down duck hall, the Alt D2. I have one right here on my shelf. Um, I can show you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was like as classic as we can get it. So that's our light roast. Um, and, and I went with some like duck hunting, like duck themed names here. So bear with me. So the next one we have is our medium roast. We call it the shot collar because every hunting party, especially when you're hunting by yourself, Matt, um, and we got to have the guy that calls the shot. So it's our middle of the road. I mean, because drinking good coffee and being a shot caller are both, you know, both responsible things, right? 
Um, and then we have one called the Weekend Warrior, which is our decaf. It's kind of making fun of people that uh, drink decaf, but not on purpose. <laughs> not really, didn't mean that. And then we have, um, and then we have some flavored coffees that we're going to be working on. Um, and then, lest I forget, we have one called the Whole Runner, which is our espresso. Hmm. Tyler, so Tyler's feeling that one. It's a French espresso. Um, so we've got that, and then we're going to be launching some of the uh, some of the flavored coffees as as they you know kind of come out. We have them. We've just got to name them and get them all right. Uh, get get them together. One of the things I learned about flavored coffee is if you grind it in the same grinder as you do your regular stuff, it all tastes flavored. So I could see that. <laughs> so we have. Uh, we have stopped doing any grinding of flavored coffee uh, in the grinder. And so far, it does not, there's no flavor changes there. Um, so, can you select whole bean or ground when you yeah, purchase so, from you? Yeah. So, we have two options. We do uh, 12 ounce or five pound, and you can do ground or whole bean. And our shipping, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that, our fulfilling, normally we can fulfill it that day and ship it that day or at least the next day. Um, and then we're, you know, we're, we're dropping it off at the UPS store and people are normally getting it within two days. Awesome. Um, or sooner. So they're about, um, also for the first time, we, we are going to be doing some K cups. So we've got some K cups, uh, here in the office and we're going to be filling those. There's some stuff we need to do with the K cups. Uh, so this is a little information for you. I know you guys are wrapping up, but, uh, one of the things that makes it difficult to do K-cups is your water brewing temperature needs to be between like 195 and 205 for maximum flavor extraction. So what happens is some of these K-cup machines, Keurigs, uh, it's, not, it's, the, it's the name that comes to mind, but some of these K-cup machines, they aren't necessarily getting up to temperature, like like the proper temperature. And what's happening is when we when we tested our coffee in some of the K cups, uh, you're getting some of the flavor notes of coffee of the coffee, and it's not necessarily the best flavor notes. So we're still trying to make sure that we're using the right the right blend of coffee. For example, a lot of the brands using the cups, they're they're doing really really dark roasts uh, because when they roast them that dark there's not a ton of flavor extraction that has to happen. So you could get away with it at a lower temperature. Um, and Matt's sitting there thinking, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, Makes so, sense. so really it's like our, our light roast has a lot of flavor notes and I tried it in a K cup and working with a roaster. And he's like, what'd you think? I'm like, I'll be honest. I thought it was terrible. And so he kind of walked me through that. And he's like, that's why some of your, some of your major brands that are doing a lot and a lot, a lot of coffee, like without naming names, but the one that's the best part of waking up, um, they can, they can just do like, they can just roast the, roast the mess out of theirs. And it kind of has a note, like a flavor note and people like it and they drink it and it's consistent, but it can run through those machines because there's not as many, flavor nuances i know that sounds weird but it's like that's some of the stuff we've learned by, yeah. by doing that like like good coffee has a lot of 
a lot of nuances to it. And if you don't, you know, kind of yeah. go into that aware of it, you'll just you'll put out some stuff that tastes like you're drinking less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the science behind coffee is just it's it's unbelievable how much there is and how many you know the just the detail that goes into it. Yeah, like even like we we go to the local coffee shop and you know you get we get it ground and they'll ask how you want it ground for what style of coffee filter whether it's a V or a a regular one I don't know the other yeah. names but yeah. ours is you, like are a you fourteen or something yeah. like that yeah and yeah. it's it's just it blows your mind how many your details go into to brewing a good cup of coffee. Yeah. So fortunately my partners are all over that. Um, you're just talking to the Indians of the group when it comes to that. And I apologize to you and your audience, but um, I know just enough to be dangerous. I know what I like. I know what people have said about it. So I'm just trusting the process at this point. Yep. Nope. That's fair. The, the, <clears throat> so my palate is not advanced. The only thing that I know is that I prefer coffee that has a nutty or chocolatey flavor Same. anything that's like sweeter or acidic or has like fruity notes i do not like, like yeah. i do not i do i do not like that so and, our our honduras blend honduras coffees in my research and 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 in talking to the roaster who's like they have this like cert, roaster certification like anyway honduras like a brewmaster right yeah. it's like a brewmaster yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's like a coffee sensei um i like that he uh <laughs> they are honduras blend the place that they get that it's known for and their their process oh, i wish they process the coffee um they have said it has a very chocolatey and nutty like notes to it and i think it's supposed to be low in acidity beautiful so it's supposed to be very smooth and what beautiful. was the name was that your medium roast that's the medium roast, yes, sir. Yeah, perfect. I I was just reading. I was reading the flavor notes on your website before, as you were talking. So before, so I was. So you're yep, like, I'm that, I'm gonna get the nutty one. I was thinking that one. You know, I'm not I'm not a big light roast fan. I did read the light roast. Um, sure. I was I was having an argument with Eric about what's better, dark roast or light roast, and mm -hmm. light know. roast has more caffeine though. I don't True. know if you knew this, Tyler. But okay. But I'm I'm a dark roast guy too, medium and dark for sure. How, how about this? Just for you guys, because you've been awesome. I think you should try the medium. My my intern today, the Duck Commander guy, he was drinking the 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 deep, uh, the shot collar, the medium roast today. He was like, "This is really good." I have some samples of the light roast. I will include for you guys to try. See which one you like. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm I'm all over it. I. So Matt, while well, I'm feeling generous, <laughs> where are you at? He'll give them to his wife for a Christmas present. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stocking stuffer. Yeah. Stocking well, stuffers. Yeah. 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 Saint you know, Nick. Ground coffee. You want to drink before about 21 days because it really falls off after that. So. Yeah. Ho hopefully your birthday's coming up here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you can deliver it to her like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Tyler, you were checking out the different uh, the different roasts on there. I was checking out that calculator you had too, because I was I saw the calculator on your website. I was like, I gotta I gotta know how many pounds of coffee we go through in a month. So that was that was a pretty cool thing you guys had on there as well. Yeah, my uh, my partner built that. I was like, I think it would be good if people kind of understand like how much should they buy kind of thing. And he, I was like, bro, they're they're not trying to figure out the curvature of the Earth and rocket science. 
Hey, I used it. I know, know, Jeff. The the engineer in me appreciated it. Right. I was like, I feel kind of stupid by by reading this thing. I think it said it was like 3.67 pounds or something like that. I was like, that is awesome. I know exactly how much coffee I drink. (laughs) That's awesome. I I don't know because it depends who makes it in this house because we – we brew, we you know poured into the coffee pot. It's on a timer, so when it, when my alarm goes off at four, it's ready to go. And um, I have a like a certain amount that I'm you know scooping and measuring. And my wife is like <laughs> just dumping it in there. It the is feel thing, right? I enjoy when she makes coffee because it is strong <laughs> and it just smacks you in the face. It's like oh hello, let's go. It's time to get some things done. You managed my coffee with your attitude. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, don't, I love don't, it. don't tell her I said that. <laughs> I won't. She won't. She won't listen. I don't. Not this far anyway. <laughs> I might. I might clip that out and put it on social. Though we'll see. Coffee that is both stubborn and attitudinal. <laughs> yes, that's great. Okay, all right. Let's let's bring things around here. Um, so we've been recording for almost an hour and a half now. The way we wrap things up is we do a segment we like to call Sky Blasting. These are random questions. We're just letting it fly, right? It could It's off the cuff. First thing that comes to mind for an answer, you just spit it out. Just, sort of like, just spit it out. Sort of like rapid fire-ish, although usually there's one question that evokes like a five-minute answer. That's just the way things have gone here. I'll try to rope it in. I'm sorry. Uh, no, all good. The questions could be hunting-related or coffee-related, or they could be random. So it's all over the board here. I'm ready. Sound good? Send it. Okay. All right. Who's, 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 who's letting it fly first? Jesky, you like to go first. Sure. Uh, what's your shotgun brand of choice? I, I shoot... Uh... Winchester Super X3 12 gauge and Winchester Super X4 20 gauge. I just like the Winchesters. I don't know why. I was just looking at an SX4 potentially. I want to get a, I'm a left hander, so I, they got a a pretty good variety of left handed SX4s in the different camo patterns. So I was was looking at those the other day, actually. Yeah, they've been awesome guns. And I just found out that Winchester and Browning are owned by the same company. Yeah. Blowing your mind. I think it was like uh, FC Hastel or Hastel. Somebody can correct me. I forget what it was, but yeah, they're actually owned by the same company, which I didn't know. So, yeah. There you go. There we go. Uh, what's your favorite taxidermy? Do you have a favorite duck mount or something you've got at home? No, I, I have a dude I'm not ever going to use again. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. Just not the guy I used before. Um, I don't have a famous taxidermist. I've I've got I've had three I've had three ducks mounted a widgeon the first pintail I shot and a black duck, and the the pintail and, and black duck were mounted at the same time. And when I went to pick them up, he had painted the uh, the bill on the black duck black, like a gadwall. Oh jeez! Mm. I was like, hey man, uh, that's not the bill color. It's more like a greenish color. So when I went to pick them up, he had spray painted it green and uh, and spray painted part of the pintail's leg green as well. Mm. And I was just like, never again. Got it. And, I, and it was a freaking black duck. I'm like, I may never shoot another one of these, but yeah, whatever. Ugh. Live and learn. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's all I have. All right, I got a couple. Um, I think we, well, my first one was your favorite way to drink coffee, but I think we established that it's with cream and sugar, right? Uh, preferably Maybe. hot. I, I'm, I'm going to go with hot. I, I don't, hot. I don't really like cold brews that much. Okay. So that's I'm going to go, I'm going to go hot. All right. Best way in your opinion to brew coffee. I'm just a regular old pot kind of guy, but you ever heard of cowboy coffee? No. I'm dying to try it. So basically, you just pour the grounds in the cup, and you fill it up with water, and you let it set for a little bit, and the grounds go down to the bottom. Hmm. Okay. Knock Cow- it, knock, Cow- knock cowboy it, coffee. Knock it on back. It's a, for, I have a friend who has bad acid reflux, and he said it's the weirdest thing. When he drinks cowboy coffee, he does not get acid reflux. Really? And I'm like, that's crazy, but, you know. Get you so buying just, coffee. Come on with it. <laughs> just hot water and just dump the grounds right in there. Just hot water and dump the grounds. We're going to shoot a video about how to do it here in the coming weeks because there's That's cool. so many ways you can drink coffee, pour overs, French press. You know, I thought you were going to say they like, you know, put it in a cowboy boot or something crazy like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. My last one is a uh, favorite go to snack in the blind. Or in the woods, Ooh. right? Mm. Maybe you're not in a blind. I am a sucker for s'mores pop tarts. S'mores pop tarts, nice, <laughs> nice choice. I'm trying to quit. Okay, <laughs> I'm proud of it. I will eat s'mores pop tarts. Every once in a while, I get a craving for pop tarts. I we have them in our vending machines at the at my work, and once in a blue moon, I'm like, man, I could go for a pop tart right now. But I usually <laughs> I usually go with strawberries. Usually my jam. Strawberry oh. or the cinnamon brown sugar, I like. Yes. Oh, I think man. it's the marshmallows and it's more when I just can't. So good. Nice. All right, that's all I got. And this 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 pop tart talk has me uh, thinking along the food drain here, since most of my questions have already been asked already. Within the whether you guys are he's he's going to pick up some pop tarts and xanthan gum right after this. Yes, episode. you know it. No, they actually the grocery store closes at ten, so we're we're done. They're closed uh, tomorrow morning. Right. They open at six. All right, I'll be there. Um, okay, uh, bacon or sausage? Ooh, bacon. Okay, all right. Uh, tacos or pizza? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that's tough. Yes. Uh, pizza is my favorite food, followed closely by tacos. Okay, good answer. That's fair. Uh, ever partaken in or sipped on an energy drink? Oh, yeah, those green monsters. I'll smash them. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, uh, Ford or Chevy? I drive a Ford. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not suck, one, it, I'm not one, suck it, Zach I, Weaver. Yeah, but but I'm not one of those dudes. Uh, I I don't understand vehicles. I just wanted to get you where I need to go. But I do drive a Ford, and it's been very dependable. The turning radius is atrocious, but yeah, you've driven a Ford, you know that. Yes, good man. It's all about those blue ovals. Come on, the fade over time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one is what? What is your favorite place that you've ever hunted? I like them all. All the ones that have ducks, I love them. Um, so, so the my favorite place I ever hunted is 
probably a particular hunt. Some buddies of mine did a freelance trip to North Dakota a couple of years ago, and we managed to shoot a few ducks. We did a we did an afternoon hunt on a Friday because we were leaving the next day, and these ducks showed up straight out of Canada, and we were just sitting on the bank of the marsh, like. I feel like we could have been sitting there in bed sheets. And they were just coming in. We were shooting them. And it was, I was with some of my very best friends, 1,600 miles away from home, where we put in all the legwork and all the stuff and, and shot the ducks. And it was, it was just one of those days where it's like, man, the stars aligned. That, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, that would probably never happen again. And I'm totally okay with it. Like, we were here, we were present for, present for the prize and uh and you know i'll never forget that experience i hope you took your three pictures at least i actually have the picture hanging up on the wall awesome yeah i couldn't mount all of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that was a cool that was a cool thing two of my buddies uh two of my buddies took some ducks from that particular hunt and had them so every time we see it's like we all kind of remember remember the day when we beat the ducks awesome. Awesome. after they spanked us all week. <laughs> that's cool. That's good. That's yeah. a, that's a good way to wrap it up here. So Steven, this is plug time here. This is the time for you to let people know, Hey, where do I find duck band coffee? How do I order it? They want to get in touch with you personally. Like where, where do they go? Where do they find you on social media? How do they order all that good stuff? So our, our website is duckbandcoffee.com, and that can that will be where you can order any of the coffee. We would love to have you as a customer, and uh, you know I can't guarantee a band, but I can guarantee if you can buy one, you you might get one. That's a way to increase your chances. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Duck Band Coffee. That's where we're going to be putting some of the stories uh, that we capture throughout the year. Um, obviously, we just started and we're approaching duck season, so those will be coming there's not a lot of stuff there now but hey we're new we're, we're good with that um my uh our instagram is duck band coffee love to have you follow along the adventures there uh my personal instagram is ste finley f-i-n-d-l-e-y um i don't really do much on it but that's where you can find me i also have a youtube channel where i share my hunting adventures uh which is my name Stephen Finley. So. Um, I would love to connect. Uh, I get a lot of questions about camera stuff in regards to, um, you know, how do how do I take better pictures? How do I how do I get into filming and, and take pictures of ducks, capture my hunts and stuff? I talk a lot about that on my personal YouTube channel. But uh, those are the ways you can reach me. My email is Stephen at duckbandcoffee.com. and if you email me, I'll probably respond. Awesome. Perfect. Excellent. Go check out Duck Band Coffee. Get yourself some delicious coffee. Medium Roast does have my name on it, so uh, you definitely peg me on that. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another episode. If you have 10 seconds, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or Apple or Spotify or wherever you're consuming this podcast. And if you want to start a conversation with us, we're more than happy to. You can find us on pretty much every major social media outlet except for Pinterest. Um, That's it. Have a good night, fellas.
I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks. Talk to you guys later.